Welcome to Not So Alone, a variety show where I hang out with a friend and together we make stuff. I hang out with a lot of different people and each person is like a completely different show. This week I'm with my friend Scott and we're doing a thing I like to call Seven Questions where we write an entire movie by me just asking a couple of questions. This is the first part. It ended up being a three-hour recording. It took a while to edit. So, enjoy. All right. So, how you doing, Scott? Yeah, all right. I'm good. All right. I got everything rolling. So, are you still down to do this podcast? Oh, God. I I hereby legally and willingly sign myself over to doing this podcast. All right. He consents, everyone. Woo! All right. There you go. So, what is a concept you've always wanted to see in a movie, Scott? Something you've, you've thought of and you've never been able to do and you thought it was impossible. Right. It's almost like free association. The more you think about it, the less good it will be. Just whatever comes to mind, just shoot it out. And then we'll figure it out from there. Or whatever couple ideas come to mind. Well, I don't know. Recently, I've been thinking about doing something with a city of superheroes. <laughs> city of superheroes, huh? Yep. That's interesting. Yep. We can make it work. City of superheroes has an interesting... That's that's already got a lot of good stuff in it. That's true. It is, it is a bit overcrowded, I yeah, it's also a little lame if you think about it, just surface level, but we can make it deep, and that's what we're going to do. We're pulling the trigger on it. Fuck it. Superheroes. City of superheroes. So, that was incredibly quick. I thought it was going to take way longer. I don't know. Like I've said, I've been thinking about that one. Like I, I, I think that's less a concept for me, though, because I have put considerable thought into, like, what kind of people would be there? Why are they in the city? Where is this city? That sort of thing. I mean, it'd be interesting. X-Men have experimented with it a little bit. Yeah. They have the mutant city. Genosha, I believe it is. Yeah, Genosha, that's it. Yeah. I don't know much about it. I only know that there was an attack in New York in the comics, and then a lot of mutants moved to this island, and Magneto's like the mayor or some shit. Right, yeah. And they all live happily ever... Oh, no, no, they don't. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, they're going to get fucking brought into Marvel, so maybe they will live happily ever after. So yeah, City of Superheroes isn't a bad idea. Unless you got something else that immediately jumped in your head when I said we were done. Hmm. Like if I was like, oh, no, we'll do that. Pull the trigger. And then you were like, no, but what about the squirrels? <laughs> right. Whatever random thing is in your mind. Uh, I don't know. We can run with this for a bit. Okay. So City of Superheroes. The next question is who is it about? So what, what's a character that you feel you've, that's never been represented or a character you've always wanted to talk about? What do they want and who's in their way? So let's start simple with that one. So who is it about? It's what's a character that you've always wanted to talk about? Always wanted to talk about. Or a character that just pops up a lot in things you're writing. Uh, or if you can't find anything in that, in this magic um, superhero city what's the most interesting character you can think of right now who's the most interesting character yeah or just a person you know in your normal life that you'd love to make something about or uh 
someone in a movie that you've always thought was cool that you'd like to recreate and do a different spin on? I don't know. I was just watching House. So, like, what if... This is just a random thought. What if House had superpowers? That's just an example. So, like, if I took that character and gave him superpowers, he's a different character now. So that's an option if you can't think of any that you've always wanted to see. Or even characters you just like and you just want to see them in something again. Somebody like them. Or better yet, an actor that you like. Could always work. Sorry, I'm just realizing how defensive I get with some of my, with some of my ideas. I've, yeah, well, that's... Uh, yeah. I have ideas for characters of this world. And, well, now, of course, like it's like... I, I know I signed the legal documents <laughs> for this podcast, but now I'm like... Oh, what, if, what if there are IP like vultures or something? Or I don't, I don't know. Just like what if somebody's gonna steal your idea? Yeah, because this is an idea I put a lot of thought yeah, into. True. It's hard to get take something that you're you're interested in and twist it and change it. But if you never twist it or change it, then it's never gonna go anywhere. Like if you Maybe. don't if you don't try to go down the avenue the idea is on, then you'll never end up making it or finishing it. I can't, I can't believe how many ideas I've had where I just write a sentence and then I never go back to it. Or I'll think about it for days and days and months and months and years and then it'll just fucking never be used because I didn't put it, pull the trigger on it. Right. But if it's too sensitive on this idea, we could always pull a different one. There was a script you wrote a while back like that you asked me to read that was like a bunch of people at a poker table. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you've forgotten about that one, you might not be all that attached, so we could use that if you don't want to stumble into the superhero eh, thing yeah i remember that uh, script we could combine the two superhero poker eh, i mean well to be fair like obviously with superheroes you have to go grand like big and it's like a whole city of people and yeah there's never anything about small superhero stuff and yeah like that poker table idea was just like you know a poker table yeah well that's why i remembered it because it's um something we can just pull out that you don't aren't attached to, you know. Yeah, I guess so. But if you want to work on the superhero thing, we can. This it's not like anybody's gonna listen to this. <laughs> you say that. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, if people did listen to it, then maybe it'll get a following or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta write through some of the ideas a little. But also, if someone steals the idea, you can still use it. I don't know. I think it's more just I need to do more writing in general. Yeah, that's true. Need to write write this story out all right well then we can jump into the poker thing i guess i mean I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot to like explore with this concept though so i guess that's that makes it perfect then i guess yeah i mean if it's if it, i'm just saying we could do the superhero thing but if you're too attached we can do the poker thing or like we said if we could do a smaller story about superheroes that's unrelated to the city thing i guess so yeah all right cool then then our concept is, let's just jumble a bunch of shit together. You know, I'll let you say what the concept is. It's up to you, ultimately, what we work on. I don't want to, like, step on your ideas. Yeah. Well, again, it's like, like the idea of talking about some of the ideas in my head, but at the same time, it's like, wait... But if I talk about them, then I open them to criticism or or manipulation. 
something. I don't know. Yeah, you don't want me to change the ideas you have or judge them. Right. But I'll say this. This is a safe space. Right. And anything we make here, it's probably not going to go anywhere, but it's just an idea. Right. I mean, that's an interesting debate there about whether or not you should tell other people your ideas. Right. The only way to develop an idea is to talk about it. Kind of, yeah. Do you remember idea development in school? Did you ever take that? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure that was required for film students, yeah? Yeah, I took it twice. I love that class. Ah. Because the concept of that class was you sit down and you read a script to someone. They tell you to write it. They force you to write it. After you write it, you have to talk about it. You have to tell other people it. And that was the scary thing about it. But once you do... Then they tell you, okay, this is what we thought. Now do the opposite. Now do before it. Now do after it. Right. And it just helps you take an idea you've been working on and forces you to work on it. And this could be a good opportunity for that. Right. Um, but if you already have like a full detailed story written out, then we don't need to brainstorm that stuff. We could always just go to something simpler to start with. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Editing this podcast is going to be interesting. Oh, no. There's so many ums I have to cut out. Trust me. I've edited a three and a half hour D&D podcast. Okay. Like, I can edit anything. Don't worry about the pressure of, of frozen moments because I have two lanes of audio here. I can cut every second and have just one word be this podcast if I want. I'm just looking for whatever story we can get out of this. If the story's about a city of superheroes, that's an option. If it's about a poker table, that's an option. If it's about a superhero who's at a poker table, that's an option. If it's a small-scale story about an Asian grandma going to the supermarket, it's still a story. I could make that story exciting. I could set it in your superhero city, and then suddenly it's a story about an Asian grandma traveling through a city of superheroes and how annoying that would be. <laughs> Very My Hero Academia, you know? All right. I would love to see that, actually. I think that'd be a really good idea. It started at a poker table. Old lady's the bookie. <laughs> or even her grandson is at the poker table. Millions of ideas are possible. As long, all you have to do is say them. Right. But yeah, we got to pull the trigger on a concept soon. So I'm still going to leave it up to you because I don't, this is your thing. This is your story. I'm just helping you find it. Right. Yeah. All we need is a, is a simple plot. That's well, funny. I was saying, what were you thinking? I thought I had something, a, a different concept in mind. Uh, what was uh, I was, I'm, tr I'm trying to remember really it was because uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ah, yes, a woman sees a, sees a star in the sky that only appears in the night sky every, I don't know, five years or so. That's incredibly interesting. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, why didn't we start with that? Damn. Okay, cool. Yeah. We that that's a great start to the podcast. We had ten minutes of us trying to figure something out, and then you went into your notes and you pulled out a gem. <laughs> right. I bet. Do you do you care about that idea all that much? I mean, eh. or I guess have you ruminated on it? Have you like developed it at all, or is it just like that you wrote that down and you were like, all right, okay, bye. <laughs> done. Uh, I don't know. I've put some thought into it, but I think yeah, uh, yeah, we can talk about that one, or we can try. Yeah. All right, we have a concept. A woman sees a star in the sky, becomes obsessed with it, and every five years she notices it in the sky. Yeah. The key factor is that, you know, she sees it, like, every five years for, like, three days it is visible. And apart from those three days, it's impossible to, like, no one sees it. 
Uh, I kind of like the idea that, like, you know, it is a, a known phenomenon. Like, it's like Debbie's star that only appears. Yeah, nobody knows why. Yeah, exactly. And she's she wants to know why. Exactly. Okay. Then she would be an astronomer eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would she be an astronomer when it started, or would she not be, and that's why she became one? Because uh, that's a de- that's a de- defining thing of her character there. Yeah. That, that would be a motivational thing, like a low point in her childhood, and her father tells her, look at that star. Isn't it a beautiful star? Yeah. It starts with her childhood then, right? Because when she was a kid, her dad got her interested in it. Yeah. Could be that her dad was an astronomer. Yeah, that makes. I was thinking the same thing. I'd say he was an amateur, and now she's a professional. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So... When I think astronomers, I think Cthulhu. Not quite where I was going with it. Okay, I know. What? Where were you going with it? To explain the whole concept first, the, whatever you've been thinking of on it. Because I don't want to step on it. I want to go with that one and not insert my own. Yeah, my thought was like, you know, uh, eventually, probably through more like through some means. I don't know if we want to do straight faster than light travel or possibly a wormhole. But through some means, she does actually visit that star and discovers that it's basically been made into a Dyson sphere like structure where so Dyson sphere it's basically a superstructure constructed around the star to absorb all of its power oh so there's a station there when she makes it there and that the reason the light kept disappearing was because the station was rotating exactly that's really smart that's a fucking martian level concept yep okay I like that. So who created it is the question. Yeah. I immediately got contact vibes. That's more about us communicating with aliens, but this would be similar to that, sort of like Arrival. Like, I'm just trying to find the genre, like a similar movie to go by. So the question is, how long do you want to spend on Earth? Does the movie end with her going to the Dyson Sphere, or is that how it starts? Yeah, that, that is very much like a closer to, like, middle yeah, story. Yeah, because if, if, if it's like, I'm obsessed with the star, oh, we're on the star... Then the question becomes, what happens on that station that's compelling? Right. So that gets us, we already have a character now, and we have a concept. Now the real question is, in the second part of my character question is, is their dad still alive? Or do they want to tell their dad before he dies or something that this thing exists, like what it is? Or did he die already? And this is like her, that was just her motivation to do it. Right. Yeah, is he still alive is my question, her dad. (laughs) Is this like a, I'll find it out for you, dad, and I'll be back so you'll be proud of me thing? Is this, oh, you're on your deathbed. I got to tell, like, I'm raising the stakes. I'm like, oh, you're you're sick. I got to tell you about this thing. Or he died and it's, oh, I want to, you know, I've always wanted to do this. My father's the one who made me want to do this, who convinced me as a kid. And now getting there will be for him, even if he's gone kind of thing. Hmm, interesting. Because each one changes what the ending is about. Is it about her getting back? Or is it about her finding out at all costs? All right. Well, yeah. For for me, I think it's more about like finding out. So I suppose that that would indicate that like he's already passed on, and you know, motivates her to this very day, sort of thing. There is this whole side idea where you could be like, oh, she's got to get back to tell me the idea. But no, that if that's the concept that that he's died and now she's doing it because she wants to know. And it's sort of, it's been a lifelong dream kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like it would be more like, you know, he he was a lifelong inspiration to her and like kept, yeah. Yeah. He, he was the, he, yeah, he was the insight. He incited her to do it. He's not why she, she, he's not the end goal. 
Yeah, that's just what I wanted to figure out. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a there's a picture of him on a, on her desk. Like always thinking of you, Dad. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, he was in it. This is the story she'd tell halfway through the movie as to why she's there. You know, this is the or even the beginning you show, you know, fucking Space Jam style. This is her playing basketball while, you know, fly like an eagle plays while she's playing basketball. This would be that. This would be her beginning. Right. Thing. Um, so the question is, what's on this? Is are the aliens alive or are they long dead? Maybe. Oh, I'm I'm leaning mostly dead, I think. Okay, so we're going more contact, less alien. I suppose so, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So it's more philosophical. Yeah, it's more like, yeah, when when she gets there, it's more exploring. Yeah, it's more metaphorical, more gravity than, um, like, the amount of the tension that would be in it would be from the danger, not so much the things that are there, but the story would be more about getting there and not dying. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to figure out the stakes, right? Because if there's no villain, right? Because the it, the villain would either be another human, or it would be herself, and it would be whether or not, like you'd put her her long dark night of the soul, which we're not even close to. But the point where she's at her lowest would be about her whether or not she should risk her life to get the knowledge, or give it up. You know, right? It, it's more a debate. Like the themes of this thing would be about, like whether or not you should seek that knowledge and that sort of human desire for more, I guess. But anyway, so villain wise, do we want a villain or is the villain her own self? I suppose we could do a villain where it's like an ancient AI sort of deal. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Or do you like the idea of the whole philosophical exploration way more than some movie villain, you know? Because I can figure out a way to do philosophical exploration good. Well, how would uh, philosophical exploration, how does that work? So if it's about her going to this station and it's about finding the knowledge of who these... First, it's what is this star? And then in the process of finding the star, she learns it's an ancient civilization. And then you're there. Then it becomes about, we got to save the state. We got to, like, her and her team need to get out or they're going to die. And it's ultimately about whether or not she can keep the station together to keep the knowledge, or will it go straight into the sun and kill everything? Is she going to die for this and risk her life to keep this station there so that they know that there's more life? That could be the philosophical version. The AI version is we made it to the station. I needed to know now the AI is trying to kill us, but I want to stay and find out what these people were like. I have to kill the AI. It becomes, instead of external, it's internal. Do you want her to, I need to survive, like, but I need the knowledge more. Do you want that argument that she's fighting within? And it's more like gravity where shit's breaking and she's, like, trying to keep the station together, right? And she's losing teammates who are, like, flying out of airlocks and shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or do you want, an AI is opening those doors to kill her. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are two very different stories. Because if it's an AI, then it becomes about humanity and about what we leave behind and what the aliens left behind and sort of about, like, it's a lot deeper things it's about. Hmm. But, yeah, so what I'd ask you is, are the aliens still around? Did they leave something behind? Or is this about 
finding out the truth, whether or not we have, there's other life in the universe kind of thing. Because she can find this ancient alien station, but then it's like, well, you have to bring some of it back to prove it exists. Hmm. But I don't know. So, what, what do you think? Hmm. I just, I just, I'm just trying to figure out what flavor it is before we go into the plot. Because we have the concept, yeah. we have the character, and I know what she wants. She wants to know what that star is, and in the process, know whether or not, you know, life actually did exist and what that life was like. You know. Right. Um, and that's what drives her. But what does she want? She wants to get there. Who's in her way? Is it herself or is it the AI? Or is it sort of, if it is herself, it's also nature that's trying to block her. So that's kind of the way I could see that way going. But it's sort of a, it's a, it's a personal taste kind of thing. Right. It's whether or not you want, what, what do you want the story to be like? Because we can make both mm. of them action packed either way. Um, or deep or horror or whatever yeah it's just up to what you want specifically and i like them all so it's up to you <laughs> yeah i suppose if we're taking this more exciting throwing sense i i would lean towards the like finding an ai and yeah just like trying to figure out what what the station was for what's because the ai would be telling you more about the station right you could do that um but it's just as equally exciting if the station is just falling apart and it becomes about trying to save the station rather than you know killing the ai yeah to keep it it's it becomes about claiming or saving you know right or destroying. Yeah, or destroying. Destroy. It could also be that the station is going to kill us and we have to blow it up. Right. It doesn't have to be an AI to do that, though, either. But if you if yeah. you want an AI, we can throw an AI in there. It's up to you. I don't know. I feel like, well, jumping ahead, I feel like it would be kind of a fitting, a fitting end if the the spear was kind of, was ultimately destroyed and so everyone could see, like, let's call the character Deborah. Everyone could see. Oh, so the star could yeah, be real. Yeah, or like it could be seen all all year. Yeah. 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 Because her original goal, she forgotten why she got there. Her goal was to find out why this star twinkles. Right. And now she's debating whether or not, you know, to know about this ancient it's race and shit. But all right. she wanted was another star up there. You know, that that a little that yeah that that. The whole reason her dad liked the star in the first place was because it looked good. Right. Because it, it twinkled and he liked that. It didn't mean anything else, which is kind know. of a, a bittersweet ending. And I kind of like the idea that the whole thing gets destroyed. But in the end, there's a new star. Yeah. Going back. Oh, look, it's the most beautiful star in the sky. Yeah. Thing. And, and, by, and at the end, everyone can see it. Yeah. And also it proves that she was right all along. I'm not, again, I'm not sure if I want to go down the route of like, oh, no one believes her oh, about yeah, the yeah. star. Like, I, I kind of like the idea of like it being a known phenomenon. And just, again, the motivation is just like finding out, well, why is that? So we do want it to end being destroyed and then it, there's a new star. So, yeah. to, or, well, yeah, or something. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. But, okay. So then that, that that still brings us to the same question as before then. So do we want the AI or do we want another human to be a sort of a villain or do we want, you know, her survival to be the importance? Yeah. Uh, again, I'd lean more towards an AI. Okay. Then we'll do AI. We'll pull the trigger on AI. All right. So halfway through this thing, um, or almost, we're actually a third technically. 
All right, we got the concept, we got the character, and we got what's in her way. So before we start talking about the plot, let's talk about this AI a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the AI probably wouldn't speak English, would it? Probably. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a typical thing of like universal trans. Yeah, no, yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, I mean, unless that's, you want to do a universal not- translator, because then you know it could prick her finger or listen to a recording of her and it talked to her. Right. Like it. The question is whether or not it you want to see it as a threat immediately or if it wants to like goat you. You know, it could be like, oh, I was here to protect you. I can speak your language because I'm here for communication. I will tell you everything, but secretly it's killing them one by one. Right. Or it's like, and they're scared of it and they have to kill it. (laughs) Yeah. Those are both equally as exciting. Yep. That's why they always say that writing is about choices. Right. But yeah. So those are both really exciting. There's more options than that. But yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do think you're right about not having it speak English. Okay. Like, yeah, let's just get away from that. Um, Okay, cool. So it's an AI speaks in an alien language for, yeah for an ai and let's see might be more that it's like could be a case of like you know you things are moving on the station like something's like watching them yeah so the question is does this ai have malice is it a security system or is it just trying to maintain the station doing what the station does and the station isn't designed to keep people alive in it and it's just accidentally killing it so is it is it an ambivalent ai that's just kind of doing its thing or is it a homicidal ai that's trying to get rid of them because both are good you just have to so what do you think hmm Hmm. yes well certainly it certainly maintains the station but yes i'm the way i'm yeah because the question is yeah it could be just doing its thing and that thing is killing them and they think it's killing them, but it's not. Or it could be purposely killing them because it's also a security system. Or their presence is tainting the station and it's just trying to get rid of them paperclip style. Right. It's like, oh, there's something stuck in the ship. There's no other life in the universe, so I must kill. <laughs> right. These are just these are just rocks bumping around. I don't know what these things are. They're bugs. They're fucking with my electronics. Yeah. Or is it like I'm a security system. There's intruders, because those are both pretty exciting. But also, what's your thought on it? So there's an AI. It runs the station. It speaks a different language. You know what? What is it? What is it doing? Do think? I do think that it will be acting on some on a level of malice. Like yeah, uh, perhaps it's a case of like you know it's trying to safeguard its inhabitants and, you know, keep keep the station clean of vermin for the sake of the inhabitants who have long since gone, of course, but doesn't really recognize that. Yeah, okay, that works. Okay, so there's a foreign AI, maintains the station. You know, has that moment of, like, vermin detected, must eradicate, or uh, eradicate, I don't really know if I want to do like, uh, and now it's going to send the kill bots after. Them. I don't. I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, it's more accidental, like airlocks and shit. 
Right, yeah. Yeah. The cabin pressure's dying. Why is that happening? And it's because of an AI. Or, oh, there's fucking chlorine in the air. That's way more exciting right. than killer bots. That's like yeah. saw traps, you know? Right. That's that's exciting <laughs> as fuck. I love that. Yeah. Um, and categorizes them as vermin. Clearly not the initial inhabitants sort of thing. Yeah, it as, as intruders or vermin, because those are very different. I guess it doesn't matter because it can't speak, right? Yeah. Yeah, might as well just play. Like, bad. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't, we don't know what it's thinking. That's part of the fun. Yep. Okay. The whole show, the whole, you know, half the movie is about them trying to figure out what it's thinking and why this is happening. Okay. Yep. So now. What is this place? Who were these people? That, all that stuff. Okay. That's the first half of this. So we got the concept, we got the character, we got the villain. Now we have a whole a whole log line. Let's give her a name. What what? Give me a name, Scott. A lady's name. Deborah. Deborah. Do you want to come up with a last name, or do you want me to go through my list of names and just pull the last name? Anning. Deborah Anning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So so far, this is what we got, and then we can go through the plot now. Uh, a star in the sky. There is a star that blinks for three days every five years. Deborah Anning was a kid and her dad got her interested in astronomy because he was he liked this star and he always wanted to know what happened to it when he died uh, she became a full-on astronomer and now she wants to find a way to get to that star in the process about halfway through the movie there's a foreign ai on the station and it attacks her and her friends that she's made up until that moment after categorizing them as bad right so let's go through the details of the plot here so there's five questions that i have come up with that uh, detail every story perfectly first question is where do we start where do we live where do they feel safe so what is her safe haven and we've kind of figured a lot of these questions out already so the story the podcast will go a lot quicker now right but um so her safe haven is what the where does she hang out is she always on location is she in an astronomy like department is she like looking through a telescope yeah yeah she spends most of her time in the observatory yeah, the big one with, with the big scientists. <laughs> okay, just to give it a little bit more meaning in this intro, I think you should start with the kid thing because it's the most interesting. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. in the beginning, we do the story with the dad, right? That's her safest place. Yeah. And then we cut to, she's looking through, you like see her eye looking through a telescope, and then it cuts to the night yeah. sky and it cups back and she's like 40 now. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, good. That's good. That's good. It's a good intro, right? Because you immediately get her safety and you also get the environment that she's in. So the night sky is the first scene. Her and her dad looking at the sky. Um, maybe they're are they outside doing this or like at a at a like campground or are they like in her house doing this? Outside, uh, like for when they first see the star. No, I'm saying with her dad. Like when when she's with her dad as a kid, where would they usually go? Is it like a like a brook or a clearing or is it like on the roof of their house is it in their garage atop a hill with like your classic telescope like home telescope just looking at the sky she's gonna say the theme stated and that's and then cut to her looking through this perhaps sky. her have a montage of like showing the years past like you know like she like watches the sky 
notes every time the Stardust show up. Yeah. Do we want to do like an up style intro uh, where like you can see her dad slowly getting sick and dying in the background <laughs> every five years? Well, no. Like I, I'm thinking more just like a montage of just like, you know, like every every day is a frame sort of thing. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, just her at the telescope, like, you know, getting older that sort of thing that's actually really that's really cool visually you managed to pull me away from my the sick dying dad story because <laughs> i was so down to just be like oh she looks through the telescope and then cut to she's in college looking through the telescope no she's in high school looking through the telescope right cut to she's in college cut to she her dad's hospital room <laughs> cut to but no i like the idea of like she's looking through it and it's yeah. slowly cutting as it like spins around her you see her shifting right every time she's looked through the telescope every five years right it's like uh yeah, exactly. it's like a still like you get one of those circle rigs you put it on a green screen and you shoot her and another girl and you stop motion her and a bunch of actresses extras that all look like her at different ages right if you had a million dollars and then <laughs> you do with a circle rig with that and then it's circle slow-mo rigs around her and then cut to she's in her office that's even cooler than the cut to the night sky yeah. That's a fucking good visual idea. I like it. It gives off the business of like, this is going to look cool. This movie is going to look cool. This is interstellar, bitch. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. And and we're going to try to be comprehensive. Yeah. We're not going to cut anything out. We're not going to do what Tony wanted. Just fucking cut straight to her. She's in her office and the guy she likes is telling her, hey, <laughs> what are you doing Friday? <laughs> All right. So, in that question of where do we start, we got that first section. Okay, but we're still in that question. Who is with her is the question. What's her team? So, question-wise, this is a phenomenon that's always existed, but another thing we need to figure out is how the hell she's going to get there. Yeah. I'm assuming there's two ways we can do this. (laughs) Either it's a device on the planet from that satellite that will teleport her there with a wormhole, or it's an expedition that SpaceX has been planning, and this is like 10 years from now, and they have an FTL drive, and they just want to go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose, I suppose it would have to be FTL, even though that's, it, it would be a very big leap, but yeah. Whatever. Or cryo sleep, whatever. But I mean, yeah. it's still, to, to go to another star is going to have to be FTL. Yeah. Like, there's no way. It's FTL or wormhole. Those are the two. Yeah. And I don't know, just wormholing to well hmm. a random star i mean either yeah. way is possible it's literally light speed for both just different interpretations true but the question is 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 are we sending her there or is she and a bunch of you know unlikely you know nerds trying to get there and they find a ball that sends them there you know right either way is cool one of them is more the Prometheus route, where it's like, yo, we want to go to this place. Send us to this place. Cut to, we're at the place. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, I I have an I, I had an idea. Perhaps they, yeah, they they build a a Stargate, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they perhaps they do build something that does generate a wormhole, like, and they have a vehicle that they use for that wormhole that gets them. Pretty close. May may they have to do some maneuvering, but then, like when they get there, then that's an extra 
level of tension because now they have to build a device back. Ah, that it's one way. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And you want it to be built and not something they find, right? It's not like an ancient alien thing that they activate. Yeah. It's they built it themselves because it adds more ingenuity. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like they, it, they built the the entrance. Now they have to build the exit. Yeah, I'm glad you're helping me with this because if I was writing it, I would have fucking immediately been like. All right, they're trying to find an ancient device. Oh, it's Cthulhu in. It's hidden. They got to steal the Declaration of Independence to go in. <laughs> what is it with you and Cthulhu? <laughs> I fuck, I've been watching... Um, Lovecraft County? Lo- yeah, Lovecraft Country. I've been watching a bunch, and I did totally want to do a fucking national treasure Lovecraft Country. She teleports <laughs> a bubble, and she has nobody believes her about the space thing, and she gets her boyfriend, the, the guy who's into her that she's not into, and the guy that she's into that he's not into her, and they all go to space together, and you get Jake Johnson to play the assistant, and then they fucking <sighs> they build a wormhole. They tell <laughs> They, they use the device, they teleport to the ship, then it's murdering her and all the people she roped into this. And then it's her fault to get them back. But I like this better. Does she know anyone that's going with her? Or is this a team that's been picked by, like, handpicked by some, you know, NASA slash SpaceX? Is, did Jeff Bezos uh, handpick everyone? Or is she just, or did she pick this team? Uh, she primarily picked this team. Okay. Or could do it a little half and half. Like, you know, these are like, top experts like she'll she might know like one partner or like one person there that she's like a mutual with but everyone else is kind of you know like unknown to her yeah well that's the question then um so is she in charge or is there someone else in charge or is she like co-captaining with some jock asshole (laughs) like is she co-captaining with like an engineer or like a fucking security dude like somebody who's the opposite of an astronaut astronaut but not like not of, of an um an astronomer but not like full-on bruce willis drilling a fucking thing in a you know i'm an oil rigger let me go to space bullshit but like right. a, you know a guy who's not like her or a girl who's not like her that's sort of also in charge and they're sort of both in charge of hiring like they each have their own teams right um so, like, she picked her team, and she's got that one mutual friend, and then everybody else she picked, you know, because of their credentials. And then, like, this other guy picked a team of, like, the other side of the project. Like, she's there with all the scientists who are going to study the star, and this guy's more like a, like a, like a survival, a space survivalist type. Like, more astronaut, less astronomer. Yeah. More, more marine, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't want to go full on, like, you know. He's a right, space yeah. marine, but you know, yeah, space force is a yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, like maybe make it a team of nine of like three astronomers, three engineers to actually build the wormhole back, and three security personnel, or maybe maybe two, and then like one. No, I, I like uh, three because then you can get one killed quickly and then have two. Right, you yeah. You want one to survive the whole time. Definitely. Right. And, and that's the dude she doesn't like. <laughs> but you need the you need to have a couple of fodder. But yeah, I like three, three, and three. Yeah. So, all right. Rig Fogger. Okay. Um, 
here's the question. Is this Blue Sky, which is Jeff Bezos' space company, which is corporate and evil, is this SpaceX, which are the cool, hot rod, lucky guys, or is this NASA, where it's very nerdy? <laughs> hmm. which, which company I, is paying for this? <laughs> my vote would be for NASA. Okay. It could or... be all three, and each team is a different one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe... Yeah. The Jeff Bezos uh, ones are the evil. They're this evil security, and then <laughs> <laughs> SpaceX are the cool nerds, and then her team is the <laughs> is the NASA people, which they don't know which camp they're in. Yeah. <laughs> Whose side are you uh, on? Blue sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On second thought, maybe it would make more sense if it was actually more of a SpaceX, like just yeah, you know doing it not so much with a plan, but just do like you know. See if they can. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, I'm going to send my car to space. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's the, hey, we actually make shit. Let's just do it so we can make money. Right, yeah. Because um, that's what's going to happen. Space has finally been commercialized. Has that, well, it's been militarized, or supposedly. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was already militarized. That's how it started. But True. now that SpaceX is involved, it's like, oh, now it, people want to make money in space. Now right. it'll actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> We no longer need space to kill people. We already figured out all the ways to kill people from space. Now we know how to how to rip people off from space. Ah. Okay. So SpaceX has hired. Yeah, and like you know, we're we'll use that terminology, but you know, of course, it'll be a fictional company. Oh yeah, it'll be um, it'll be Astro Y. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Astro Z, because it's cooler. Eight. <laughs> yeah, just you know, placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. Opposite whatever I can fill in space with. But yeah. Okay. So SpaceX has hired nine people to go through an experimental wormhole device that only goes one way. Three, what did what did we call the macho jocks astronauts? There we go. Uh, <laughs> security personnel. Yeah, security astronauts. Yeah. They, yeah, they could also perhaps double as uh, like, you know, pilot or yeah, you know, yeah. just yeah, kind of just backup. <laughs> yeah. Um. Support staff. Yeah. Well, that works. Well, usually when they have astronauts, they usually don't have... They usually... When scientists go to space, there's, you know, the astronauts, which are, like, the big buffy dudes who do it right, all the time. Right, yeah. And then the engineers who do it, sometimes they, like, repair it. And then the scientist is like, ooh, you're the special ones. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's a good equivalent for, like, all, like, they're, they're, like, the pilots or whatever. Right. Okay. So they have the equipment that comes through them in a little cart. Um, so they... that You're saying they're driving, like, a little car kind of thing like a space capsule yeah space capsule pretty much and like you know they have the equipment to like build the like portal on this side so yeah and then they have supplies to last a couple of days or like a couple of weeks or something Something. Like that. Yeah, yeah yeah they're just they're just go in come out but they have like three days prepped stuff right and it's like all right you're gonna sign your life away to jump through a magic portal that may not even put you to the right place right <laughs> Yeah, you can get great talks where, like, you know, the techno nerd is, like, 
you know, they're arguing about whether or not they should be doing this experimental procedure. And you can get the sort of vibe of everybody's personalities. Like, oh, you get the, the nerdy computer guy who's like, well, actually, navigation kind of works. And it, I mean, <laughs> we've tested it and it goes within a mile or two or, or right. six. Yeah. And then like Jock is like, whatever, I just want to shoot some aliens. And there's no aliens in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get that you get that vibe, right? So okay, so they're an elite team. They're gonna go through a wormhole. <laughs> Is she in a relationship? Uh, I would assume no, right? Yeah. I wouldn't expect like, you know yeah. if you're going to space. Right. Ma- yeah. Maybe one of them is. Yeah. Again, I like to imagine. I like the idea of having like one person there she knows and is like a mutual with. So, you know, there there could be something there, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jake Johnson, man. <laughs> I'm saying Jake Johnson 100%. I already imagined him or Charlie Day. One of them, yeah. both. I want both in the same movie. That's never happened before. I want both. <laughs> I want, oh, my God. I want Jake Johnson, okay, from Jurassic World. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and New Girl. I want him yeah. to be... The the he's the he's the he's the leader of the fucking no Channing Tatum is the leader of the jocks, and then right <laughs> yeah yeah and, and then he is Charlie the friend Day. and Charlie is the nerd. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And then throw a bunch of random extras that are all gonna die. You know they can figure <laughs> right. it out in casting. Yeah. They'll make it their own. They'll make them good characters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but as as yeah. the purpose of this script, the main three are Jock, um, which is Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. The lady, which is I want Jodie Foster, uh, unless you want someone else. I don't know who the main woman would be. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a what's, specific person in mind. What's Black Widow's name? Char- uh, Scarlett uh, Johansson. Right. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> Has she been an astronaut yet? Uh, was she in Gravity? <laughs> no, that was Sandra Bullock, right? Uh, yeah. No, I want I want her to be an astronaut. She was really good in Marriage Story. I want I think she's oh, an yeah. amazing actress. I think she'd be a really good astronaut. Also, she was the mom in the in Jojo ba- Rabbit. Oh yeah. She's really good in that. I want I want her as an as an astro- astronomer with a heart of gold who just wants the truth. Or you know what? Cold just wants the truth. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want Charlie Day to be that scientist who says the navigation works, but not really. I want him to be full-on pacific room. right yeah 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 be, yeah being like you know this this works like science sometimes sometimes you know stuff works and we have no idea why yeah <laughs> i do like the idea of someone asking him how it works and then he explains how a microwave works <laughs> like he doesn't know how it works so he just says oh well you see the microwaves shoot into it and then they heat it up at extreme f- frequency in a quick amount of minutes and then you eat it's delicious okay so anyway um that is part of question two we kind of naturally swayed into it but question two is how do they leave um who asks them to leave who forces them to leave who comes with so basically the whole crew that's what that was kind of so like come to think of it like realistically uh like we we have the three teams the scientists and and the security person i don't know if i really like calling them jocks per se but yeah no i'm not I mean, actually they're coming. That, but yeah, the, yeah they're the they're the astronauts yeah. yeah but i suppose like for them it might make a bit of sense 
for them to explore, but I'm realizing like, you know, the engineers are going to be the one building the portal back. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to like explore realistically. I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's my thought. Something goes wrong at the beginning. The, um, when they go through the capsule ends up, you know, way farther, like several miles away. Right. Part, some of their parts are destroyed in the process. Like they appear next to an, like a rock or something like they're, they're off course. They're near like an, right. You know, um, debris that fucks up their shuttle. So then they have to land and they're missing parts. So they have to go find parts to, 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 to replace the parts they're missing. Yeah, I do. I definitely do like that idea of just like, you know, like, yeah, some something does go wrong, and they do have to use something they find. Yeah, and the reason that's why they're exploring is they need the parts. Okay, yeah. Because then you also get the fun of like they don't know if they're if help is coming because if help help is gonna come, but it's gonna come where they were and it's gonna get killed. Right. Like they can't tell them don't send the next crew because they're gonna right. die. So now they're like, okay, yeah. we need to find a way to tell them to warn them, and we need to build this portal faster. So we need to get these parts now. And they're like, we got 18 hours before the next crew shows up. And if we don't tell them to leave, they're going to die. Because they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't just send one team. So it's like, here's the first team. They're going to go through, build the portal. Then the second team's going to come right. to help them. And then yeah. they're going to send more teams every day. But if they die, the next crew's coming in 18 hours to try again. Right. And they're like, we got to call them back or else they're going to get destroyed by those asteroids or that debris. Like, we almost didn't make it. If you, if you think they're going to make it, that's insane. We got lucky. The, it just started. The, the debris just came into the field right at that moment. If they come through, they might not, they might end up there. So we need to get back to them fast. And then it's like, all right, let's explore the station kind of thing, right? Right. Okay. Let me go through this real quick. Okay. They enter with a capsule. Three engineers led by Charlie Day. Three scientists led by Scarlett Johansson. And three astronauts led by led by Channing Tatum. Okay. They enter the, with a capsule off course. Six miles away, debris damages their shuttle. They survive, but someone is injured and they lost supplies. They need parts from the station. Okay, that's the that's the first part. Right. Okay, so that's how they leave. They they left. The, we know who the team is. We know who all the people are. We're gonna kill. Engineer one, engineer two. Charlie Day is <laughs> gonna get injured. Uh, scientist one, <laughs> scientist two, Scarlett Johansson's gonna live till the end or die at the end, whatever. Right. And then we got astronaut one, astronaut two, and Channing Tatum, who's definitely gonna live till the end and then sacrifice himself to save Scarlett Johansson, or vice versa. She'll sacrifice herself to save him and Charlie Day, and they'll both go through the portal and she'll die. <laughs> All right. <laughs> whatever. What, my point is, we know who they are. Right. Well, there you go. That's our first episode. We go on for a really long time, so I'm going to try to edit that into another episode. We try to go in depth and figure out the little details of the plot, and I think it might work as its own episode, but it's going to be a lot of editing. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to post this every two weeks for now, just because it's so hard to get guests on a regular basis. So I don't want to ever miss an upload. I'd rather just space it out farther than miss you. I'll see you next fortnight. Thanks for listening. Bye.